Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. A couple of weeks ago, um, Ken came back from conference, INC conference down in Nowra, and he brought two words back. Does anyone remember what those two words, does anyone remember? Breakthrough is coming, that was one, and the other one is not not done yet. I want to pick up on those this morning. Now, I want you to be honest here. I want to uh, see a raise of hands. Who is actually sensing that we're on the edge of something here as a church? Something is happening. I want you to be honest. If you don't feel it, that's fine. Put it straight up, right up in the air. Wow. So we're sensing something's on the move in the spirit. Yeah? That's good. That's good. We all know it. You know what? Breakthrough is not a given. Ken says breakthrough is coming, and we're believing that we're, on the, we're coming to the edge of something. We're on the edge, right? But it's not a given. Breakthrough and revival can pass us by. It's coming, but it can pass us by. We don't want that, do we? So God showed me a, li- a bit of a picture this week when I was having my little holiday in Dubbo Hospital. Um, it showed me how God has taken us as a church up onto a mountain. We've climbed the mountain and we've come to the edge of a big cliff. And each one of us has got strapped on a hang glider. And there's a big updraft that we're looking at to step into and we're about to launch off yeah and that's what we're sensing that's kind of pictorially what we're sensing we're about to launch off into something but will we launch you see breakthrough is only a choice away and i'm going to speak into that this morning father we just I don't want to waffle this morning, Father. I just, we just want your word, clarity, crisp and clear, that you bring conviction to us, Lord. You bring encouragement and you'd stir us on to do our bit, to respond to you. So Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Help me be sharp this morning in Jesus' name. And May our hearts be fertile soil. Amen. You know why we worship God? Because he's good. He's worthy. You know, it's not for him. I mean, it is. Our worship is for him. But take it from God's side, it's not for him. He's not egotistical. He doesn't need us to worship him so he feels good about himself. Right? That's how earthly kings want to be worshipped. That's nothing like our God. God does not need our worship. It's not for him to feel good about himself. You get that? Worship is a gift for us. It's been given to us as a gift. And it changes things. You know, there are, who knows, there are rules and principles that govern our world. Physical things like gravity. 
right? Simple one. But you also know that there are, there are rules and principles that go above that, that sit above the earthly rules and principles, and they're kingdom principles. They transcend, they sit above the earthly uh, rules and principles. Now, I want to focus on those rules and principles associated with praise and worship. We know that this month, month of July, is a, we're doing a series on praise and worship. And we've had messages about how our worship is our life and the response to God. But I want to specifically bring it down to our praise and worship here, the corporate gathering. One of my roles here is that I, I head up the worship team all the worship ministry of the church, I lead that. And I'm passionate about worship. I'm passionate about corporate worship because there's, there's gold in corporate worship for us. And so I want to I speak into that. I want to focus on the overarching rules and principles of worship and what happens when we step in. Okay, first one, Isaiah 61 Verse 3, put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Some of them say despair. Clothe yourself with praise and worship when you're depressed, when you're anxious, when you're downtrodden. In the corporate gathering, when we um, praise and worship genuinely in unity, and we combine that with the other principle of entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, he inhabits the praises of his people. When we're in unity and we do that together, do you know what we get? The Lord bestows his blessing. What is the blessing? It's him. He inhabits us, our praises. We get him. Imagine what would happen if we believe this stuff. Do you know what happens when we do that? We get a thing called revival. These are the keys to revival. Breakthrough. And then there's the place of praise and worship in war, in war of our soul, the battle that we all face at some point in our lives. Praise and worship changes circumstances. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas had the trite beaten out of them. They were beaten, and then it says around midnight, so imagine this, you you're severely flogged, it says. And you come to midnight, I don't know about you, but I'd be in the corner of the prison cell in the fetal position probably. It says at midnight they were singing praise and worship to God. They've just been flogged. And then when an earthquake occurred, the locked prison doors flung open. How's that work? No key. And the chains on their arms and legs fell off. Praise and worship out of their mouths. 
trumped the physical. 2 Chronicles 20, King Jehoshaphat. He was the king of Judah. Judah was the southern tribe of Israel when they split. You want to read about it? 2 Chronicles 20. King Jehoshaphat and all of Judah are facing a battle that's far too big for them. It's this big army coming. It's going to overwhelm them. Massive. They inquire of the Lord. The Lord says this. The battle is mine. But you need to go and face them. You need to go and face them. So they go out. But what they do is they put the praise and worshippers at the front. Now they're just, this is where our faith comes into play. They're believing that God is going to be true to his word. Otherwise they're cooked. So their, their whole army is going out to face their adversary. And in front of the army, they put the praise and worshippers. Blowing their trumpets. Singing to the Lord. Praising and dancing to the Lord. And what happens? God wipes out their enemies. Praise and worship. Imagine what would happen if we believed this stuff. I know what would happen. We call it revival. Breakthrough. Him showing up here. Does anybody want the presence of the Lord to come? He's here. Like that's theologically, and we know he is here. But then there's his presence. It's revival when we get that. And you know what? That revival and breakthrough is only a choice away. It's all. It's all it is. And this choice is our battleground. This is the battleground. Our choice to step into breakthrough. Let me explain. Who knows that we have an adversary? An enemy. We know his name. Satan. Right? He believes this stuff. And he knows the power of praise and worship. Personally and corporately. And he has to stop us. He has no choice. Because he knows what praise and worship does. Genuine heartfelt praise and worship corporately. He knows what that does. And he has to stop you. Yeah? He has to. He knows the rules and the principles of the kingdom. He cannot allow us to praise and worship or to use praise and worship to enter into and activate the power of it. How does he do that? Well, Satan appeals to our feelings and our emotions. It's one of the main ways he does it. Our feelings and our emotions gets us to make the choice. He has to keep us from abandoned, extravagant praise and worship. Now let me read you 
a psalm. Psalm 149. 149 says this. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. You could put us in there. God's people. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honour and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. And this is how we do it. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with a harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The original Hebrew word for praise is Hallel. We heard that Ben mentioned that this morning. Now what now get this. This is praise and worship Christian style. Right? It means to boast, to rave, to be crazy and foolish. That's what it means to praise and worship God. And that's what it looks like to other people. Crazy and foolish. i got a question for you. Is that how someone would describe your praise and worship? If not, why not? Why not? Why not? King David went nuts before the Lord. So King David, he's uh, looking at 2 Samuel 6, if you want to... Passages, you can write this down. I haven't put it up here, so you can just listen. David brings the ark of God home. That's in the Old Testament, that's the representation, that's the presence of God, essentially, right? So he's bringing what's called the ark of God home. In verse 14 in 2 Samuel 6, it says, Wearing just a linen ephod, this is a King David, David danced before the Lord with all his might, with shouts. And the sound of trumpets. Now, Michal, the daughter of Saul, criticized David, saying, Oh, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls and the servants, as any vulgar fellow would. It's when he returned home, that's what Saul's daughter said. A bit of friendly fire. David says to her, I was dancing before the Lord and I will celebrate before the Lord. He says, and I will become even more undignified than this. 
and I will be humiliated in my own eyes for him. Will you? This is the king of Israel known to be after God's own heart. This is the king, the person who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. See, one of the things we need to be careful of is a thing called reverence. Reverence is very important, but it does not equal reserved. Reverence of God does not equal measured. God is extravagant towards us. Yeah? yeah? His love is absolutely extravagant towards us. But biblical praise and worship is not reserved and it is not measured. It's not. Genuine praise and worship to God is not reserved and it is not measured. Withholding something. It's not. You know, about two months ago, my seven-year-old daughter killed me. My seven-year-old daughter said to me during praise and worship, and I think, I don't know if it was Tim or Ken, with my week off, and I was down here, and we were dancing, we were just singing, and, and she says to me, Daddy, will you come out the front and dance with me? What would you say? What would you say? What would you do? We're in the midst of praise and worship here and she says, Daddy, would you come out the front and dance with me? Oh. Gosh. Now, I want to give you some context here. Thursday night at home is praise and worship night in our house. Everyone gets to pick a song. Now, that's eight songs in our house. Right? Now we all get to pick a song and we put it up on the big screen and loud and we go nuts. We're in our lounge room and we just go nuts before the Lord. However you want. The expression is free. Whatever's on your heart to do. And we dance and we jump and singing and it's great. But the expression of that church was not the same. Same song, different expression. She's just a little seven-year-old girl. Daddy, we do this at home. Come and dance with me. Oh man, it crushed me. If you were here that day, you'll know that I didn't go out the front. And I want to tell you why. The reason was because I was self-conscious. I was worried about what you would think, honestly. I actually thought it might be a bit distracting for you guys. And I thought I'd feel pretty awkward. So I didn't go out the front. But I wanted to. Because at home, I love the expression of dancing and shouting. It's just free. 
I wanted to. But my self-preservation and how I'd feel was of higher importance than my expression of who he is. Do you know what that's called? It's called idolatry. It's heavy. It's called idolatry. Because I placed my own feelings and my perceived reputation before you above the praise of worship of God. I exalted myself and my own need above God and who he is. He's worthy of everything. He's worthy of everything. And because I did that, I stepped into idolatry. And I knew it. I knew it in my soul. And you know what? You know it too when you do it. You know when you're holding back because you're worried about how you feel and what it'll look like, what people think. So what we do is we give this worship to God, but it's wrapped in this idolatry. And we expect him to receive it and break out in our midst. This is the battleground. This is my battleground and this is, for many of you, is your battleground. And we're standing on the edge with our hang glider on, ready to step off. And there's breakthrough coming. It's coming down the street. We know it. We all know it, right? We know breakthrough's coming. And what is it? It's revival. It's him breaking out. But we've got to get the wrapping of idolatry off our worship. That's what this is. It's heavy, but it's the way in. Church, it's the way in. And when we all do it together, when we all do it, the principle is what? He inhabits... When we're in unity, abandoned to him. Now, hear my heart. It's not about the expression. But the expression does say something about what's in here. To ourselves, right? It says something. You could be free in expression and sitting on the chair. Or dancing. You know, I'm not here to condemn you. The Holy Spirit brings the conviction. And you've already had the conviction this morning as I've been talking. Yeah? So what's it going to be, church? Who wants revival? What are you going to do? See, the ball's in our court. See, breakthrough to revival is only a choice away. I didn't say it was an easy one. But it's a necessary one. Otherwise, we're going to be standing on the edge for quite some time. The updraft is right there. And we know it. It's not about the expression, 
But I want you to know freedom to express. If you would do it at home, why wouldn't you do it here? We've got to get over something, right? You see, Satan has to stop you. He has to stop us from worshipping God. And in the corporate sense, there is a blessing that comes that doesn't come at home by yourself. God has set up a blessing of his presence in our corporate gathering that is found nowhere else. And if we want to step into that, we corporately have a choice to make. And Satan knows it. And he has to stop you. And how does he do it? Well, you're going to look stupid, aren't you? What are they going to think about you? Well, you're going to feel awkward. Well, don't do that. He, look, we're, we're going to, I love the practical part, right? I'm always up for the practical, and we're going to have a practical go in a minute, right? Now, I can tell you, I can promise you that many of you, dare I say, will have a voice screaming at you at the moment. Don't do it. Your gut starts churning. Happens to me all the time. He screams at me all the time. The enemy. He was screaming at me this morning. I knew the message, so I had to lead from the front. I was dancing out there, and I can tell you there was a lot going on in here. I can tell you it wasn't just all roses and happy day, right? I was just going for it, but I still had that going on. I still had the screaming voice, and so will you, because he's got to stop you, right? He has to stop you. What are we going to do? God has led us up a mountain and we are standing on the edge of a cliff. We've got the hang glider strapped on. And we're ready to jump. We're ready to soar into breakthrough and revival, which is him. That breakthrough and revival is only a choice away. Are you prepared to be undignified before the rest of us? Are you?